Welcome back to Late Night London, everyone. It's Chris Rainey here. As always, I'm joined by my partners in crime, Knowledge and Wild G. Today, we've got a special guest on the show. We've got R&B and UK Garage Royalty, hailing from East End, otherwise known as the Ends. Ends. <laughs> but my size, she's like, hey. It's an exciting one. How are you, first of all? Let's just start there. Take a breath. How are you? I am. <laughs> Great, thank you very much. <laughs> How have you been keeping yourself entertained over the last year? Oh God, I've been doing DIY, I've been doing bits around the house, um, stupid videos, um, <laughs> power walking, a bit of roller skating, a bit of riding my bike. Yeah, just trying to just try and stay active. I've been doing some writing as well. So before tier four, I was um, going to studio quite a lot and doing a lot of writing. Um, but yeah, just trying to keep busy and keep creative, really, and and watch lots of box sets. I'm a box set queen. You run out. What's your oh. go to? What's your yeah, go to? What's the go to box set? Yeah. Oh my god, there's so many. If you had to so choose one, what did you binge watch? What did you binge watch during? Pan- I binge watch during- everything. I don't have a TV, so I watch stuff online. And then if it's something I've not watched or if it's up, it's all uploaded at once, I just boom, 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 boom them out. Like what's your so what's, your favorite then? Um, at the moment, I'm watching the one. The one. the one. What's that one? Yeah. And What's did the you one? watch Bridgerton? I think women like yeah. that. Yeah. Men, women no, no, no. Like I watched yeah. Bridgerton. I was interested in it. It was very I good. I loved Bridgerton. Yeah. Um, oh, Queen's Gambit. That was really Oh, cool. Queen's Gambit is amazing. I love Queen's Gambit. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I wasn't yeah, expecting it as well. I just watched it and I was like, oh, and I got hooked on Queen's Gambit. Yeah, Queen's Gambit was sick. It made me wish I could play chess. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, it, was so, yeah. it was so intriguing. I was like, I want to, because it, you know, the kind of, mind you need like mm. to, to play a game like chess i don't possess that kind it's of another mind. level isn't it it's another level yes yeah, like mathematological <laughs> math, and like uh, i don't know she, yeah. and i loved how she used to look on the ceiling and see all the i was yeah. gonna say that the ceiling thing and the game i was like yeah that's bad that it is bad. mad yeah. it was mad yeah i think because you mentioned about doing all those other things it, one i think everyone's done up the house <laughs> so during the last year at my house my wife's like oh let's do, paint this room let's do that. i'm like stop now just going mad with everything for no reason but also i feel like we become more creative and rediscovered a lot of our hobbies yeah and fact. passions that we forgot about or build new hobbies or build new hobbies yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah what what lockdown's done for me personally it's shown me what is honestly essential for me in my life and what i really care about so obviously you've got your loved ones that are distant and far away but what actually pleases me and makes me happy i've become more focused in that manner so, mm. Not yeah. something that I've enjoyed, but I'm just trying to take the positives from it. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, of course you've got to. And I, I've really, like this last one, struggled in just remaining in love and gratitude. Like, just be grateful. Just be grateful, you know, just be grateful. You've got it good compared to loads of people to remain in that place. And obviously it's relative, you know, um, but again, you know, there are so many far worse off you know and i live i live alone and then all my friends with kids are moaning that their kids are driving them crazy but at least they've got kids do you know what i mean so yeah, it's like yeah. it's it's relative to your situation yeah we spoke about mental health before we went live and that's another mm. thing people don't realize that the people are on their own yeah you know you don't have your support network around you you don't have you know those so it comes, you know, some people are like, oh yeah, at least you're alone. Well, well, well I don't have no one when I'm feeling down. Or, or I know, sad. I've got no bambinos to cuddle me when I need a hug. Yeah. And well, it's those little things that are so essential. People They are so them. essential. And you know, like they say hugging is like, it helps with depression and yeah. stuff like that, you know? So um, 
yeah, but then I guess someone going, mummy, 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 mummy. <laughs> that's our, that's mine and Warren's life. Yeah. Mine and Warren's yeah. life. Warren's got three. And, and I've got one. I got two. Uh, you got three, ain't don't, you? Don't give me another one. Oh, you don't know no, about no, another no, one? No, 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 no. I got, I got two. I got two beautiful children. My, my little boy and my little girl. What, what and they both always. The huh? What happened to the third one? You sort of keep trying it, guys. Guys, look, 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 look. We've had two. We're already under a lot of stress right now. Number three. No Rona, baby. Yeah. No, lockdown, love it, no, no, no. Number three will be our will be our marriage. Number three will be our marriage. That, that would be our baby. But yeah, my, my two kids are always beating me up as well. I was going to say the, the loving and hugging is all great. But when they just randomly wake you up in the morning with a punch in the eye, that's even, even better sometimes. <laughs> <clears throat> so, start, start from the beginning of us, Kelly. Like, when did you first start singing was it around about three from 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 what i i I understand is that correct um yes so my mum sent me to dance school when i was three years old um um and yeah i I used to sing and dance i i just i think i my mum once saw me i was watching the nicholas brothers and i was trying to tap dance and then my mum sent me to dance school and um I just, I think initially I wanted to be, like, I wanted to do musicals. Like, I love musicals, like Annie, Seven Brides with Seven Brothers, Jeez. Sound of Music, yes. like, Grease. Like, I love a good musical, like, full-on singing and dancing, and but with a good storyline. Like, I got really upset when they started doing musicals with no talking. Like, they would just be, like, talking in prose and then... Yeah, like, like an opera. I don't like that. I like it when, mm. if you did dissected the music from the acting you would know exactly what was going on on both parts. Do you know what I mean? Like Greece is a perfect example of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But then when I was 12, I had issues with my knee from the dancing from, I I did ballet. I did, to be fair, I did, I studied every kind of dance, but it was mainly the ballet that was quite strenuous on my joints. And I've got hyperextension syndrome, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I've got the same. I've got the same, yeah, my knees like pop out. It's crazy. Exactly. So my knees were mash up. At the age of 12, I had to have an operation. And the doctor just said to me, look, you know, I wouldn't consider being a professional dancer, uh, you know, something to do because you're going to suffer with these. At the time, though, they didn't look at my feet because my feet um, are overpronounced. So they roll in like that, which in re- in turn, like, makes the knees. knees. Yeah. yeah. Which is silly because you know the song, like, your ankle bones connected to your knee bone, your knee bone. <laughs> like, should be your ankle bone, job. mash up your knee bone, your knee bone, mash up your hip yeah, bone. That's <laughs> it, <should laughs> be. But, you know, but that's their job. They never looked at my feet. It wasn't until I was, like, a lot older, someone looked at my feet and they said, oh, your feet roll in. Do you get problems with your knees? I was like, yeah, since I was, like, 20 oh years old. Oh, my God. They're like, they never looked at your feet. I was like, no, which is ridiculous to me. But, yeah, that kind of propelled me more to be a singer. And one of my mum's friends, he had um, a studio, like a friend who had a studio. And he was one of the first people that started taking the studio when I was 12. Um, and I started recording from them. And um, yeah. You, I think you started recording at 12, that. did you just say? Yeah, I started like going to studio when I was 12. But I don't think it was even like um, I wanted to be a singer. I just liked singing, you know? So I was mm. like, yeah, I like singing. I'll go to studio, sing a song, you know? I think that's how it should start. It's like the innocence of it. You're not yeah. really thinking about... You know, you're, just you're still talent. a kid. You're still just a kid, isn't it? On top of it's like when we danced, we started dancing for fun. We didn't know we were going to get paid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your career. You just like, doing it with your friends. You it to be famous, you did it because you enjoyed it. Yeah, there you, you know go. What I mean? There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's then, the ones that do it to be famous are the ones that don't enjoy it. Yeah, but they're so also the it. ones that are not happy doing it sometimes. Sometimes yeah, it's a saying. force it to do it. Their parents are making them do it. They're doing it for the wrong reasons. And then they lose love in it. And then that's when they go into other bits and pieces and other situations. But... 
You know, the fact that we have love to do something and that we can fall in love with doing it each time we we find a new angle of how to do it is what keeps you going. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly, I, can I can I just say, um, you're a legend in my ends. Like this is oh, thank absolutely, you. absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming on today. This is like I'm fully guessed. Oh, thank you so much. I'm thanks holding it in 100%. Me. We were playing your tunes before you came on. We was like, we need to turn them off. We get copyright strike. We get copyright strike. I'm working from home. As you can see, I'm in suit and that because I thought, let me dress up because Kelly's coming on. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I'm honored. I'm honored. Pulled out the suit out the closet. I thought, let me turn up. They don't even <laughs> let me play my tunes on Instagram. If I play one of my tunes, it gets taken down. No way. Your own track. It. Yeah. Oh so I've done it for like put up videos and stuff, play my own songs and they get taken down for copyright. And I'm like, but it's my it's song. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, oh. I can't copyright my song. Yeah. Well, well, I wanted to ask you, like obviously you started at a young age and your vocal talent is amazing. Like such a wide range and it sounds very silky, very gospel-y to me. Oh, what, what, who you. were your singing influences? Like who did you potentially model yourself on? Um. I didn't model myself on anyone. I think because my youth was spent during the 80s. So during the 80s, I think music was quite diverse and vast. It wasn't like now where everyone sounds the same. Do you know what I mean? Mm. We had so many different artists that were just so unique and individual. Um, I love Prince. I'm a huge Prince fan. So I say he kind of influenced me in my musical taste in the sense of like, I sing on anything and I, because Prince does anything. Like if you said to Prince, if, some, if, you, if you, someone said to you, what kind of artist is Prince? You couldn't pinpoint it. You'd be like, he's just That's Prince. That's true. He's everything. He's artist. Prince, he isn't it? Yeah, he's exactly. everything. He does rap, he does yeah. hip hop, he does French Riviera music. He just does whatever the hell he feels like doing. Does music. He does rock, he does R&B, he does soul. I mean, the only thing I never heard Prince on was Bashment. That, that oh, can you imagine? Oi! Can you imagine? Oh my god! That would have been hard. Still, Prince and Red Rat. I would listen yeah. to Prince and Red Rat. <laughs> <laughs> that song would actually sound really good on Bashment. It just came to my mind. Sign of the times. Yeah. Oh. I'm 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 that, but that's that's it. Like those are like cliched ones. Like no, no, but but yeah, 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 you're commercial, bro. Yeah, no, no, I, 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 I am. Pedestrian bag. I, no, I am, but <laughs> but I love them though. You know the ones. I love yeah, them. And also, though. they're the ones you can remember the name of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there, there, there's another one that I'm thinking of right now. I'll come to it. It'll, it'll just it'll just come. Yeah. Kiss. Are you thinking kiss? No. Right. No, that's also just a, yeah. Are, are you Most trying? people go in the world. No. What not. a track. That is a banger tune. These that, are like these top 10 hits. <laughs> oh, you're just trying to say that I'm more commercial. This is upsetting. I yeah. did, I did say that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, you said I'm a Prince fan. I'm a Prince fan. Oh, you're, I oh my God. Stop. You literally have the top one. Oh, wow. I've okay. Deco- I've redecorated a whole room in my house in honor of him. My conservatory is all purple and black in homage wow, to him. Wow, you went in. That's how much I love him. All right, you won. Uh, <laughs> I love Shaka Khan as well. Like, Shaka, Shaka Khan is, is like a, a favorite of mine as well. Yeah. Oh, so now that you see it, I see the influence. I see the influence. Yeah. And I got the, the hair. Oh, it's <laughs> not the hair, but although when I've got curly hair, people always say I look like a young Shaka Khan. <laughs> Jeez. I feel for you. That's like that popping jug, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of remixes of those. Um, so when did this become a career for you then? When did that transition moment where you're like, oh, actually, 
actually, this is my, this is a career. Like, cause we had that aha moment. I think it was just the first time someone gave me a paycheck to dance where I was like, oh, it's a career. <laughs> I didn't really, you know, there was never like a actual moment where I decided it, it just happened. Like it was it the same. Well, I think I, I started to get a drive where I was like, I want to do this. I'm going to be famous. So I did get that in the end, <laughs> but it didn't initially start like that. Initially it started just cause I enjoyed it and I loved it. Um, Cause I remember like people at school saying, oh, what are you going to be when you grow up? And I'm like, I'm going to be a singer. And they'd be like, how are you going to do that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I just know I'm going to be a singer. It's going to get know. done. That's what I'm going to do. And they're like, okay. Um, so um, I would say, so when I was about 16, my dad, took me to meet these guys called Best Kept Secret. Okay. I know that. Name. And um, one of them, their older brother was Mikey Craig. He was in Culture Club. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like his, it was his younger brother and his friends and they were making music. They were older than me though. They were in like their early twenties, but like obviously he was influenced by his brother being a musician and him and his friends were doing music. You know how it happens. It built us down, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And um, the irony now is now like his son and his, his um, nephews they're all doing music too like it it's just oh, nice. beautiful yeah it just um yeah it flows um so yeah my, my dad took me to work with them and they were really like serious and like wanted like to to work with new artists and like they did a bit of management so they kind of managed and produced me and they were the kind of first people that I really got with that really understood my vision of kind of how I saw myself as an artist so that was when I was about 16 I would say and then I worked with them for years and you know I always have to pick them up because they they played a real pivotal um part of like who Kelly LaRock is you know like just honing me like just finessing me you know just giving me the tools I need to just take my artistry to the next level those guys gave that to me um and um yeah so when I was 19 we put out an independent track called let me know and Choice mm-hmm. FM, they kind of really pioneered it and it did really well. And off the back of that, I went on tour. Choice FM. Yeah. I went on tour with quite a few like big American acts. So I was t- I went on tour with um One for the Money. What's his name? Horace, Horace Brown. Brown. Um Mona Lisa. And I also was on tour with Total as well. Wow. Which wow. was really cool. Um, yeah. So Is that, that was, was that after 19. that when you moved to the US then? Is that around that same time period? That's what I was going to um, ask you. I moved to the US to record my first like studio recorded album. So that was when I was 20. Yeah, well, I was 20 when that happened. Is that a new record label? Was that a new company, a new record label? Or? So I got signed to um, Polydor. Um, a division of Polydor called Wildcard, which is all now Universal because um, it all merged after that. And yeah, I went to LA to work with some producers out there to record. How my was first that getting on the plane? Album. Was you on your own when you went out there? Yeah, they just sent me on my own, man. <laughs> <laughs> how was that experience? Because you was you was in America with a lot of stars at that time, wasn't it? So how, was that overwhelming at the time being being young? Do you know and what's so new? funny? It's like when I was there, I because I'd been telling myself, I think I was doing the secret, and you know, I wasn't privy to the secret at the time, but I was doing it. Like, I remember I was so focused. I had mm-hmm. such tunnel vision that I just, like, I remember, like, missing holidays. My mum's like, and this is when my mum used to still pay for my holidays. <laughs> my mum was like, are you coming to Jamaica? And I was like, no, mummy, I'm getting signed. I've got to stay here. You know, I could have gone on holiday. Dedicated. Come back. I don't even know why I didn't. In my mind, I was just like, no, mummy, I've got to stay here. I'm going to get signed any day now, any day now. 
and it just it took its toll it took it it didn't happen for probably about two years until I got signed and then I actually got signed to First Avenue Records who licensed me to Polydor that's a whole other story but yeah so when I went out there because in my mind like this is the life I should be living yeah I was bumping into Missy Elliott and Bust Rhymes and Hype Williams but I'm like this is my life so yeah, that's where I was like, supposed I to be. In my stride, like, oh, it's just another day. This is this is how it's supposed to be. I'm here now. You know, that kind of vibe. Amazing. But by the way, for everyone who's listening, you didn't get the secret reference. Um, it's about obviously projecting that into the universe, what you want, and an unconditional belief that you're going to achieve it. And obviously, there's the, if you haven't seen The Secret, go and watch it. um as well and uh it's uh, it's the same with me like uh i remember when i bought my house i had a vision board which had a picture of a house on it and i was moving in the house about 10 years later and i found the box with the vision board and it was the exact same photo of the house i bought that was the like literally spitting image of the living room and the open i was like mate I projected that into reality, mate. Do you know what smacks it as well? What you just said, literally, when you said you found a box with your vision board, like me and my missus did the same thing. And then my mum kept it back from us and she didn't say nothing. And it literally had like us going into our new place in like 2019. And this was about 2017. We started writing these things down, but all the dates correlated to where we was at with having our second child, with deciding when we're getting married, all these other bits and pieces. And reading that back, that was like just super surreal. And we were sitting there, like, as, as you say, like when you put these things into the universe and then they come back and then you actually see them. And also when you're saying it every day, because there was a period of time- Affirmations. Where, yeah, my missus was saying like, she wasn't too sure if it was gonna happen. If and, and I was like, nah, it's happening. And to be honest with you, yeah. there were certain times I was saying it's gonna happen. And I can be completely honest and say, I didn't know if it was gonna happen or not, but I said it every day. So when it happened and I sat down and just thought, raw, look at how much I have and look at how much we projected for it to happen. It was just a thing where we had to just sit in the element and just smile at that time. Be yeah, happy. Exactly. So. It works, man. It works. It's it definitely works. a thing. So you're in the just US then, Kelly. What, 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 how long was you there for? Did you could have just record the album and come back or was you there for a hot I minute? I was there for four and a half months. And it just, of course, hard grind every day work or was there time for no. partying? the part some of the some of the producers I was working with out there were working with other people so for some of it I was just there just hanging out because I was waiting for them to finish like those albums or whatever and then get back to them and um but I had the best time man I love it I, I, I to this day I would say I mean when Trump was when Trump was president I was like I'd never live in America whilst he's there but um I always thought oh I'd love to live in LA like I, I loved it there so much mm. what did what's the biggest yeah. lesson you think you learned being out there the biggest lesson. Um, I don't really learn a lesson. <laughs> well, like, what's your biggest ex- like, the experience that you you know? Because those kind of experiences impact your life, right? Going out there, yeah, they do. But what I would say is, I was someone was looking over me because when I was there by myself all the time, I would just meet random people, like girls and guys, and like just go home with them and hang out with them because in when I grew up we'd meet guys all the time at clubs and stuff and we'd go home with them and then we'd play computer games and then we'd go home. Like no one expected anything. Mm -hmm. It wasn't sinister or there wasn't any, like, it was just like good, clean, wholesome fun. So I think when I was out there, like I met, I met this one girl, she was a bit crazy and I used to hang out with her and I realized this girl's crazy. (laughs) And then another time I met this guy, invited me to his house. I went, (laughs) you know, and he tried to kiss me. I was like, no, I'm going home. (laughs) And then he said, okay. And he took me home. 
do you know what I mean? So it's just like, <laughs> I was very lucky. So that's the lesson I learned. Like, you know, you can't be so trusting of people. I, I guess I was young and a bit naive, but someone was looking over me. Man could have roofied me. Or he could have been like, come <laughs> anywhere. Do you not smack it? You know I, I, mean? I, I got some questions on that in the way of, you see, coming back to the UK, obviously, and obviously going around the world and doing um, different ones of your shows. Obviously, you're, you're mm. part of the, um, a massive part of the UK garage scene. You was a lot of times mm. in clubs and stuff like that. How was that? And obviously I'm happy that you said that someone was looking over you and that you had good times, but was there any other times that was a little bit, you know, off or anything like that? As in just being in, in the, the, club, in the scene club scene in general, yeah. Was um to be honest, I think the only kind of bad time was like there was a period out in Ayanapa when Ooh. it was just kicking off all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. It was a, it was like Brum versus London kind of thing. And it got really bad out there, like really scary. Um, and Cypriots don't play. No, so no. You don't come to their country and take the mix. They will not have it. Yeah. So then it it turned out like to the, you know, the guys were fighting, mainly black guys like, were fighting against each other. And then like they'd, they'd smash stuff up, right? So then the Cypriots would be out looking for them and they would, and they, they all go army because they're in civil war with Turkey. So yeah. they will have to do army duty. So they're yes. all hench, they all go army. Like they, you know, they they do like their nighttime job job as like bouncers and security, and they will be out like with their koshies, yeah, just yeah. looking for people to Jeez, mash up. Yeah. Like so they I'll, weren't playing. It was scary. It's the funny thing that you say like that. With women, that's what was scary. Like they, were they were like that with women as well. Women as well, yeah. Hey. No, because it's funny that you say that. What I was going to say to you is in 2008, I actually went to Napa, and where it is is as you as exactly what you said. There was a lot of people that came over, and what I realized is when we went to the beaches and stuff, and people had been there for maybe two, maybe three days. Every, doesn't matter where you was from, London, Manchester, what's it called, um, Birmingham, all these places. Everyone was chilling together after about mm -hmm. two days. But people brought the London attitude over there at first, the mean mugging, the staring, the doing other bits and pieces. And um, two girls were having a, a fight in a line, which was unfortunate. And a guy got involved <laughs> and must have pushed one of the girls. And the security guard must have went to go and inter intervene with everything that was going on. And he got up in his face. Now they've got these like land police, which are like kind of like the military in, in Cyprus. And these guys came and made like, they dragged him into the middle. They made like a little kind of square. And literally it was like, they was waiting for him and the security guard to have a one-on-one. -on -one. And they, they <laughs> bruv, they tased him, they gassed him. Oh and then God. the security, and then the, um, the military guys were basically just dragging him up and down. And one of his friends had to come there with his hands up saying to them, please, can I just take my friend? And he took his friend and we saw him a couple of days after his face was completely mashed up and everything like that. But he was humble by then. But what, one thing we noticed is you don't go to Cyprus and mess with the Cyprius guys. They, no, they, no, they're not, no. they're not, they're no not joke. having it. And they will arrest you as well. Some guys were getting arrested and people was thinking, oh, they like in the UK, you get arrested. You've been drinking, drunk and disorderly. You get let out the next day. Nah, bro, that, that you start getting years. You get trial, you oh, get no, years. You get, you get years. I know someone who's been locked up for a weed, weed road chat there. Like oh, not for two years in Cyprus, yeah. For they weed. don't mess around. Yeah. If they do not like you or like the they'll make an example. You, they will make an example of you, and they've got a zero policy on drugs out there. Zero policy. All right, they I'm don't a, have a, it. They don't have it. So they yeah, don't. I was going to say. 
no, they're okay. racist as well, but they're not like racist against black people. They just don't like anyone that's not Cypriot. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were saying they, they were like saying English that. People, yeah, they, like black people, they were saying like that. Don't, don't. They were saying like, get out of our country. And I think people were thinking to themselves, oh my god, like Cyprus racist, nothing like that. But yeah. I'm sure them same guys were the ones that gave me directions like two days before. But it was a situation of they don't like. It doesn't matter with your white black people. If you're in their yeah. country and you're making their country look bad. They don't yeah. want you here, but yeah. what and it's obviously they're in civil war as well. So that's they've oh, always sure. got that mentality. Like we need to protect yeah, our I team, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was going to ask you quickly. Um, so basically, we've seen an initiative by the um, police in the UK um, after mm. what happened to um, Sarah Everard that they're yes. looking to put um, undercover police in bars and clubs now basically to help things and help people out and stuff like that. Having your experience in clubs and, and stuff like that, I don't know if you had like, obviously any, obviously, as you said, you've had exp- um, bad experiences more in Ayanapa, but what do you see in this? Do you think that this would be something that will actually help with female safety? I think the, the, that's why we have security and that's why we have certain things in play. Like there's, um there's, um I can't remember exactly what it is, but they have it in all the ladies' toilets. Like if you feel uncomfortable, or you feel like someone, like you're on a date and it's going bad, you go to the bar, you say this thing and they help you get out of there safely without the guy knowing. So there, there are those kind of protocols in place. You know, I I personally don't like that idea because I, I really feel like they're be- like the society is becoming very controlling and very like big brotherish. And this would just be another thing that they will masquerade under the guise of, you know, because of yeah. what happened to Sarah. And, you know, it's like initially traffic wardens were there to help people with directions. And then now they're there to, you know, fine you. Yeah, enforce, enforce. Yeah, it goes from help to enforcement. Directions, they don't have no directions. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? They're the most hated people in the world (laughs) now as well. Uh, that's that's a rough job what about um obviously <laughs> my love everyone knows the, the track my love you know it's kind of mm-hmm. part of our childhood isn't it it's, you know, part, it's, what, it's like, ingrained it's ingrained in, in, the, in the culture in the culture like, um obviously a lot i was introduced it to the song through the remix of the song but t- talk us through the first song and then how the remix happened like what was that story how did that come to life so the first, like the original, which is the pop R&B version, mm. it was actually written by Bradley Sporter, Louise Francis and Robbie Neville. So I didn't write the original. Um, so I recorded that in LA. So there was like, I think there was three songs on that album that I didn't write. The rest of the songs I wrote, but My Love was one of them. And um, when I, I mean, I think it was before then, but I used to go twice as nice every Sunday. And I love, and, and this is, what I always say, this is the irony. So I'm in, I'm in the nightclub and I want to hear my song. You know, mm-hmm. now it's the opposite. You hear your song in the club, but you want to hear it on the radio. Like my song was top 10 and I was like, but I still want to hear it in the club. Like if I need a version for the club. And obviously I was really into house and garage at the time. So I begged my label to do a house and garage remix and um, they did. And I, I, that day I just flew in from Napa. I went straight to the studio. I used to to smoke weed then. I don't smoke anymore. And I remember my voice was so husky. I'd had a, I had a smoke and we were just vibes in, like we weren't even like saying, okay, this is a smash. We were like, okay, let's just have a vibe. And then, so I just, I just re-sung the original, but I just switched up the melody obviously did it double time, like cut bits out, like added little bits in. 
and that's how the remix of My Love was born. And it was just, we were just having fun. And it, and it really came from a necessity of me just like wanting to hear my song in, in a nightclub or in a, in a genre of nightclub that I frequented and I loved and I wanted to be part of that scene. And um, 20 odd years later, I'm still singing it. I'm just so grateful for that. You did it, you did it. So you did it, when did you realize it was a smash hit though? Like when was that moment where you're like, oh my God, like, because every, (laughs) you couldn't go out without hearing it. Like, you know, it was actually. It wasn't initial because even I, you know, the other day I was like playing back some old, I found some old DV tapes, mini DV tapes and I was playing them back and stuff. And I was doing like loads of big festivals at the time and stuff. And I never even performed the remix. I'd perform like, I had loads of different versions of it. So it kind of depended on the environment, but I never even really like, yeah, I never really um, performed that one. Um, and then I think I got I got a few bookings in Iron Appa and um, that's when I realized that it was, a, it was a thing, like from performing it in Iron Appa. It must so have popped off, man. The second, the second year off. I went back to really? Iron Appa. Maybe yeah, it must have popped off when you when you Especially when you when you that in in Napa, in Napa it must have popped off. Listen, this if you haven't heard that tune, go out listen to it right now. I'm telling you, the younger generations, it'll brighten you right up. And you <laughs> dancing and popping it yeah. is a big boy tune. It standard stood the test of time because it's such a tune. Um, I just wanted to ask you though, with that in mind, you being a garage head, what was your go-to garage move? Did you used to do the violin? Did you? <laughs> like, what, 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 what was my go to garage move? Mm. Oh, just to finish. I think mm, uh, mm, I had my own moves, but I think as a collective, like with my little girlies, when we'd skank out, whenever the beeline dropped, we'd probably like drop and do a demon shadow, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 The demon shadow was the best, but. Yeah. What a stupid couple, name. <laughs> I didn't even know that's I learned something new. I had no idea that's what it's called. I just knew by the dance that you did that's what it was. But I didn't know I didn't know is that what it was called? I had no idea. Yeah. But I, the, the demon shadow way. came about more when when we started to go into deeper, darker. Because obviously when I started listening to House and Garage, it was still quite Chicago housey. And then we slowly took it on and made it into UKG. So it was a lot of like more. I'd really like floor to the floor. And so before it became quite too steppy and a bit more dark, um, I still, to be fair, I still love floor to the floor. So it's like my favorite type of old school garage. And like a lot of the stuff that Todd Edwards was doing and tough and Carl Tough Enough Brown and that Jeez. kind of vibe. Yeah. How, how did it feel when you uh, won the mobile awards? Um, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. I, I, you know, I think, one of them was well, I'm looking at my mobiles right now, they're there. One of one them. Of them <laughs> one of them one of them was for um best newcomer and it was voted for by the London Tonight viewers. So it was really nice to kind of know that it wasn't even like people in a room that were like, thought I should get it. The public had voted for me. So that was really nice. Yeah. How do you find I've always wanted to know, like, do they tell you in advance like that you're winning? No, you know I, mean? don't like, know. Like, I don't know if your label secretly knows and they yeah. don't tell you. But I didn't know. I didn't know until so, I went up, and I and I won two in one night. So it was like, wow, I won two moments in one night. Like, I bet yeah. you were celebrating to the late hours I of the morning. I did celebrate <laughs> that night. Um, Buster, Buster Rhymes, Red Man, and Method Man were there, and I and I had it on tape, and I've lost the tape. Yeah, but someone oh. put up a picture the other day of a picture of all of us together with the honeys, but um, Buster Rhymes and um, 
Buster Rhymes. I could say Buster Rhymes. <laughs> Method Man and Red Man, they um they had a Philly Blunt and didn't have any weed, and I had some weed, and so we we basically rolled a Philly Blunt and smoked it in the dressing room backstage. Yo, <laughs> like <laughs> Imagine that. I had a video smoking a Philly Blunt with Red Man. Come on, man. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you need to find that. You need to find that. You need to find that. So on, on, if anyone can find that, please send it in. To the <laughs> box, Thirty-six two three two. <laughs> Shut up, John. <laughs> I was gonna say on that note, what was your um, what, what's your best or what's your favorite um, ever musical collaboration? with someone we're going in be it producer or artist do you know what I'm going to say because I would say it was my most successful and I got so much work and joy out of it I would say my my Romeo and Basement Jacks collaboration Mm. Um, because off the back of that I got another top 10 um, you know and I also went on tour with them I went on like three different tours with them um, and their shows are just so amazing to be part of. We traveled the world as well. We went like Mexico, um, we went Japan, Korea, like we went to so many cool places. Um, so yeah, to be part of the Jacks family, like it's magical. Everyone, I just, I, I like all the time I spent with Basement Jacks on tour of them, I always thought of fondly, like they're just really cool down to earth, like humble guys. And so naturally the, the people that they have around them are, are, are of that similar kind of, vibe and ilk and i'm chill so it's just like we just all got along like a house on fire and i really loved it it was a really magical time mm. yeah people yeah, f- even forget about how much basement jacks were massive as well remember Bruh. basement jacks basement jacks were tunes. hard bro if they ever tour again you guys have to go like people would come and be like oh they'd come to see me and they'd be like oh i didn't i don't know that many basement jacks songs i'm like yes you do yeah yeah, yeah you yeah, do yeah, you yeah, just yeah, don't know you do exactly exactly yeah afterwards they're like oh my god songs of course you did <laughs> of course you do because they're all anthems every single one of them is an anthem and even the ones you don't know like they just they've and it's so funny because they started doing music because they were um they loved um masters at work mm-hmm. and they were inspired by masters at work they sound nothing like masters at work but they created their own kind of sound and subgenre of music like the only thing i could say that sounds a bit like basement jacks is maybe groove armada do you know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they've yeah, got yeah. their own they've sound, got their own yeah. distinctive sound. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's they're exceptional at what they do. Yeah, and they never really were. Uh, uh, like you could tell, they never really wanted to be in the limelight. Yeah, yeah. You knew their yeah. music and not them in a way. Yeah, you know but I, mean? yeah. I love that. I love that yeah. with certain with certain just like artists and groups and stuff like, like that. Daft like, Punk is kind yeah, of like Daft, that. Well, Daft, Punk. Daft Punk's broke yeah. up. Oh no! I know. Oh. Yeah, they split up now. Yeah, but you've got they, like they split up or they just retired. Cause it's like, what's the news saying? Like, you know, if they just finally you know like with enough or- People say they split up all the time and then they get back together, so. Yeah. They're robots. I have no idea what they look like, actually. <laughs> I yeah, just don't robots. know. I Googled them. When they said they broke up, I Googled them. There's pictures of what they really look yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, there is. I'll see, you I've seen it. I'm like, I don't, wanna, I don't wanna spoil it for myself. I wanna, <laughs> for me, I only wanna know them as, as, the, as the part with their helmets on. I don't wanna yeah, see their faces. The I think they felt like they were just really basic looking and they thought, sod all like, trying to jazz ourselves up you know fair like play calvin harris. they were yeah. like let's just pretend we're robots yeah yeah, yeah. when calvin harris first came out he looked kind of geeky and dweeby and then next yeah. thing you know he's got highlights in a six pack that's you know true I mean? when he first came out he was like a bit of a geek like he was yeah. the average guy yeah. innit? it people don't remember that it's just his music he didn't have really much fashion it's what's it called and he's now collaborated with everyone in the universe yeah, so yeah, yeah. and dated like, loads of like hot hollywood females as well like yeah. he's up there yeah, he's he's done a transformation, boy. 
Um, what would you say is a highlight of your career then so far? I know it's not over. So, so far is the key word there. So far. Um, I would say kind of like ticking certain things off my bucket list. So I got to perform at Wembley, which was always a dream of mine. Um, I also performed, that was, um, so Wembley was at a garage event. So it was a version of my dream. It wasn't how I completely envisaged it, but it was a version. So I, I always wanted to do Wembley as a kid. I got to do Wembley and I also did um, the O2 Arena as well. That was with Basement Jacks when we was on tour. Um, and I would probably say like Japan was on my list of places to visit. Um, so I really loved, and I love Japanese people. They're so lovely. So I, I did a gig, my own gig out there in Japan. Um, and everyone was just so lovely to me. When I left, I cried my eyes out because everyone was just so sweet and kind <laughs> and just like, I loved it so much. That's, that's amazing. What else, is, what else is on the bucket list then? Yeah, that, <laughs> wait, before, you, before you answer that, what I was going to say is, I know, you, I know you've been into um, some acting and stuff like that, but I've, I've seen it now. And you've 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 confirmed it to me that you love musicals. So wh when is it that you're gonna be a part of or write a musical? That's what I would. I've know. written two musicals. Oh but, yes, get them out. But um, <laughs> I'm just a bit like you know, I'm I, I've got so many ideas and so many things I want to do, and it's like okay, finish the new album off. Okay, that's done. I'm also doing a documentary, so I because of Rona, I've had to kind of put that on the back burner. And then I've got a TV show idea that I've just been like trying to do for probably about 10 years now. I've been pushing this idea. And um, people like, late, like they like it and then something happens and then it doesn't happen. And the last time, the last people I went to see about it was um, Channel 4. And then Jamie Oliver had a show and they teeth loads of my ideas. I was just like, no. And it's so funny because I, I my friend, He's got a TV show at the moment and I sent him the treatment and he even said to me, oh, it reminds me a bit of that Jamie Oliver show. <laughs> oh, like, you're like, don't say it. That's even worse to hear that. Oh, my this God. This came before Jamie Oliver show. <laughs> Their mofos teeth my ideas. They teeth my ideas. Um, but yeah, whatever. It just shows you that I'm, you know, I'm a genius. So whatever. Yeah, I was they say, it shows that you've got the right, right ideas. Yeah, yeah, I know. And obviously it, it makes more sense for them to adapt it to Jamie Oliver than, you know, give me... Uh, you know, a, a a a relative newbie to that to the cooking realm, a show on cooking. You know, but my yeah, show oh. was cooking, um, music and chat. Yeah, and Jamie's was like cooking and chat. Like he's never chatted with anyone. He doesn't by himself. That's true. I, mean? I don't feel like it doesn't feel right for Jamie Oliver to be chatting to people while I was cooking. And he had yeah. another friend because I did my show with my friend, and then like we had all people in the kitchen, and then they had they did it in like a cap and had all people in the cap, yeah. and then we yeah. had like. All pictures on the fridge of all the guests and he had pictures on the fridge of all his oh, guests wow. i was like what in the hell wow i was gonna say that i did see your your insta that was um what the rock is cooking i did see yeah, that so that's the name of the show yeah okay and that's what i was gonna ask you i was gonna you ask just you get a youtube show set up and like and then build know, it up but i yeah. want to do it the way yeah, but then you can sell it, it when I you need... build but when you build a audience on there then you can it's easy you can it's more leverage yeah, but i want the music element like i really miss oh. live music like mm. there's only jules holland left like we don't have top of the pops and then we have top of the pops top of, of the a christmas pops. edition and, and even jules or Hol jules holland he does like an online thing or is it or he does it on the radio so you don't even see it you just hear it and then every year they let him do the hoot and nanny but there's no real outlet for live music mm. and i really feel like you know live music is like 
it's foundation, man. Like everything synthesized. Do you know, it's a new. You used to get on Spotify, you know, because Spotify have launched video now. So mm. you've got Spotify video. You need to reach out to Spotify, pitch them the idea of doing it on All there right. and using the Spotify I'm, playlists. I'm going to, I'm going to speak to Spotify. Yeah. Spo- yes, Honestly, because you've got, because now you've got a lot of the artists and uh, influencers now, they have the video and the audio on Spotify. So for you to have the first yeah. one and then the whole show is wrapped around Spotify playlists that you create. Bang. That sounds cool. They'll buy I'm that. Gonna, I'm going to look into the, into the, into the concept of that because yeah, I, I want it as a platform for artists to perform. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Wicked. I want them to be able to perform. So it's like, I'm not even going to go into it anymore. No, I don't do it. Don't say any more. Don't give us no exclusive yet. Edit this out. Edit this out. <laughs> yeah. Jamie Oliver probably doesn't even know what happened. You probably thought, oh yeah, they can. That's a good idea. Really good ideas. <laughs> yeah. Nah, no, I reckon he knows. I reckon he knows. No, he don't. No, I reckon he knows. He don't know. He don't know. So wait, wait, what were the bucket lists? Because we didn't get there. What is on the bucket list? What is on the bucket what's list? The, what's remaining? Um, so just life in general. I haven't swum with dolphins yet, but I'm a bit <laughs> like, I'm not sure about that because I don't really want to swim with dolphins that are in captivity. And mm. um, and oh, then I equally, I'm a bit scared about swimming with dolphins that aren't in captivity. Because <laughs> apparently they're a bit frisky, aren't they, them ones? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine um, just be out there and actual proper like wild dolphins come over? That would be mad. No, no, it's no, scary. If it's... They, what if they come over and assault you? Like, who would you tell? Like, no, no, no. Keep it a secret? No, guys, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but we was in, I was in a pad. You see one of them paddle with them step boats or whatever. I went to Turkey and was in one of them boats where you actually- um, Pedal boat. Uh, pedal boat, that's it. And we went out too far. And as we was turning back, we saw dolphins. And when you actually see wild dof- dolphins, you think they're sharks because they've got a fin. And before they jump, we thought it was sharks. So, so we, we turned like around crazy and we person. was peddling like crazy people. <laughs> and then after we started to realize it was dolphins jumping, but then they were coming closer and that was still scary. And then when we looked in the water thinking, can we jump out and try to push this? There was loads of like um, jellyfish around. So yeah, we was a bit stranded for a little while. Mate. It's, it's not, it's not fun. It's Chicken not fun taste. at all. You know, there's always like stories of them like guiding humans back to safety yeah. or like guiding them away from sharks and stuff like that. Cause they're really like, quite spiritual in tune animals as well mm-hmm. that's why I, you know I, I when I was in Japan I did go to SeaWorld and and I cried <laughs> I'm watching the show just crying yeah I'll be like that too man like, this poor dolphin this poor whale you've seen you've seen blackfish yeah yeah that's what I was gonna say oh, oh mate no, I, I haven't seen it I haven't watched don't even watch it you're gonna cry your eyes out probably like probably that. don't watch it because you're probably gonna cry your eyes out it's horrible to watch man yeah, That's I haven't watched watch. as well when they see us yet because I know that I'm going to be traumatized by that. Well, yeah. Oh my goodness. Those are the ones where you're just like, yeah, you watch yeah. it and then you're like, I don't know if I even gained anything by watching that. Yeah, like, yeah, I, don't, I mean, you did gain something, but like, it's emotionally, yeah. you're like, oh. You know what happened? So I feel like I know what happened. <laughs> I know that they were, they it, were done wrong. I don't need to see the logistics of that because yeah. it's a true story as well. And, you know, yeah. If we're talking about what, fish, what, you can what, watch, what, um, what's it called? Um, my Octopus Teacher. That's a good one. My Octopus Teacher? Yeah. What's that? Oh, watch it. It's on Netflix. Up, no, it's on Netflix. Go, go search it. It sounds like one I also don't want to watch, so I'm not going to watch that. No, no, it's good. It's actually a good one. It's a guy that changes his life. He's, he's a document. He does documentaries and stuff, and he gets to like a stuck point, 
and he just basically goes out. Oh, that's into a positive one. We're talking about mad ones. Where yeah, just I like, know, but I'm just saying that. Right, out positive of that, a positive fish, fish one. He goes yeah. out and he gets extra arms. No, no, yeah, no. That, yeah, that's, what, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, no, what's no. The, so what's he, the... he goes out and he sees this um, octopus and basically he just follows it around. He swims and he follows it around. <laughs> he starts, it sounds mad, but he starts recording <laughs> and stuff like that. But then it shows him that basically it's... <laughs> There's a lot of things that it does the deep sea diving and everything. Like You're running that. out of things to watch and, on Netflix, um, aren't you? No, no, no. no. I actually, I actually, I actually went and watched it myself because one of my friends was telling me about it, and I was like, "What is this?" And then when I watched it, you just see how he changes his life as he becomes more vibrant, as he sees the what's it called, the octopus, and the way it goes through its life and stuff like that. <laughs> and also, no, but it's mad. It sounds my crazy. Is but let's just leave it I'm, there. This, this is my sales pitch. This is my sales pitch. Let me go with it. When he actually interacts with the octopus, and you actually see it and everything like that, you see it go through its whole journey of it's a female octopus you see it go through its whole journey of had kids and you actually realize that an octopus has actually killed himself to reproduce their um their child so and then that's and then you just just spoiled the ending for us well that's that's a that's a fact of 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 octopus anyway that's a fact of octopus now i know it now i know no but you have to watch it if you watch it and see how he changes his life around it it's it's, it's an inspirational thing isn't that the same like spiders because i remember when i was a kid oh yeah, the, the female eats yeah. the spi- eats yeah. the male after they uh, mate. Yeah, yeah. No, not that. When Charlotte's Web, when she has oh, the baby, Charlotte's and Web, then she yeah. dies after yeah. she. Has oh, the baby. I thought you wanted about actual spiders because that's you actually used what to black widows. No, spiders. The female spider yeah, eats the male black, spider after yeah, they mate. Yeah, black widow. Spider. Yeah, black widow. That yeah. guy was I like, is it every spider? I think it's just. I know, but is it? Like, you know, you got to ask yourself: Is it worth it? You know, as a spider, like. Mm-hmm. If humans did that, that'd be crazy. <laughs> no, There'd yeah. the be less baby daddies, I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's where all those other ones are gone now. We fi- we figured it out. They're Could gone. Be. They're gone. Well, what I'm gonna do what, now what is we- to ask you, Kelly. Sorry, um, what I wanted to ask you because just from these uh, moments together, I've realized like you, well, you come across very deep, very mindful. So I just wanted to ask you a question: if you had an option. Where every, every human had a scale like a display above their head, and it showed one characteristic about them, one truth about them. What you what would you want it to display? What would you want to know about them instantly? Ooh. About human beings. Oh lord. No, that individual. So if that, that if you could find something about someone straight away and it was on the forehead immediately, and it would show you something, what would you want to know? Everyone had one. So everyone I had think fundamentally, if they had integrity. Okay. Ooh, nice. And that covers a lot of things as well. It does. Yeah, yeah. that covers a lot of things, you know. Because if you, yeah, yeah. Uh, on your on your Instagram, by the way, you, you put um, a full time love activist. I am a full time. What, what love does activist. that mean? Because I think love is the highest vibration in the world. So I basically, um, through my music, I think we hear like most of my songs are about love. So I'm always trying to promote, inspire, create you know, love um, in all its guises. Um, And I'm always trying to raise the vibrations of individuals, my environment and the universe. You're doing that for everyone else, but what about Kelly? What about Kelly's love life? Oh, Kelly's all love, man. Who's loving you though? Ah, Jesus. (laughs) 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 He went went deep there. I'm like, you're giving so much love back. You deserve some love. I know. I mean, sorry, you're giving some love love out. You need some back. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm looking for a good man. If you're a really good man, you have integrity, you're kind, you're generous, you're solvent, you don't have loads of baby mamas, you're tall, you're handsome, 
I might fancy her. Slide into my DMs. Let, yes, <laughs> late, 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 late London dating show. Exclusive. Exclusive. Yeah. Imagine how many people are gonna, don't blame us for the amount of people that are going to slime your DMs now. So I I'm, just, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm playing Watch, it out we're there. Gonna have a, we're going to have an off show like finding love for Kelly. Literally. How are you finding it? Because we're, we're from the era, right? Where you went on a date and you actually, you met people in reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not you outside of a, yeah. You, no, no. You met people in social encounters, isn't it? And that's yeah. how you went on dates. Mm. Now it's about mm. swiping, swiping left, swiping right. Yeah, are, 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 are you on? that are you on the apps are you doing yeah, the thing how you how are you finding it um i've been to be fair i've been on dating apps like from years ago like on and off you know like through the years and um i actually started writing a book on internet dating i've got a, like a little i haven't edited it yet but i did like a little video thing on 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 safety when like internet dating and um i've always been like i feel like you gotta be in it to win it in it so it's like True. If you want to, if you want to meet a man, and especially during lockdown, how else can you meet a man online? All right, Instagram and all that—that's ambiguous because people are on Instagram and Facebook for all different things. Even though some men seem to find gal on Instagram all the time, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, you go to a social, like to a dating app. And what I love about some of these dating apps now, which they should have had obviously from before, but maybe the technology wasn't up there yet. If they've got a video feature and a phone call feature, so you don't mm. have to give them your number and you can video call with them. And I always, I back in the day, I used to insist upon Skyping, like let's have a Skype. And if they didn't want to Skype, then I would, I would leave it there. Cause I'm just like, for me, nah, that, you know, and I think from a Skype, you can tell so many different things. Like you can see a man's surroundings. You can see if he's married or got kids, you know, like yeah, you, look around you ain't getting catfished. Yeah, 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 yeah. You ain't getting catfished. If he is who he says he is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, ba I basically videoed, um, like videoed Skype to guy and he's had the curtains drawn and I can't see him. And I'm like, I can't see you properly. <laughs> And he's like, oh, 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 oh. And then he opens the curtains and he puts a cap on his head. Oh, there we go. I can't see his face. And then he, he basically wasn't the guy in his pictures. And he wasn't an uh -huh. ugly guy. I was like, why are you using fake pictures? Why are you doing that? And another guy, when he came on, I was like, you don't look like your pictures. He went, you don't look like your pictures. Wow. I am who I am. Yeah, do you go on oh. online dating as Kelly LaRock or do you go as an alter ego because you don't want people to be like clout chasing you for clout? I always have kind of pseudonym. Um, so I think one of mine is Empress Unicorn. Well, now, now, now you're giving it away. Now you've given it away. <laughs> What's going to be? Oh, but they don't know what one I'm wearing. And to be fair, they can't search for you by name. They can only search for you by like like what you require. Yeah, your username and stuff. requirements coincide Integrity. with each other. Do, you, do, they, mm. do, 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 do they clock it when they meet you? Have you ever had someone that's been a bit awkward because they're like, oh my God, this is Kelly LaRock? Some of them, yeah, some people do. Or some people even message me on Instagram and say, was that you I just saw on such and such? And I was like, yep. And they're like, really? I was like, Kelly LaRocks need love too. <laughs> yeah. well, what I was going to do now is I'm going to um, swing over to um, knowledge. And knowledge, I'm, I'm not too sure if you know what I'm about to say, but it's a food question. If you could please go and um, ask Kelly that. Thank you very much, <laughs> much Wild G. Look, 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 look Chris, this is serious. I kind of feel for you a little bit because you're not in the room and you're just like at home alone. It's COVID times, isn't it? I know you can't make it to the studio with us. We miss far. him. We miss far. him too. We miss it's him too. Seven hour drive. I miss you all. I miss you all. But what I wanted to say on this occasion is, um, <laughs> is it okay if I ask you a, a personal question, Kelly? Yes. Go. Ask away. <laughs> Oxtail 
Yes. Or curry goat. Curry goat. Yes. Yes, Kelly, I'm not alone. You know, you're the first person to say that. I always lose. Everyone keeps saying oxtail. Yes. See you guys. See you guys. Do you know what it is? I'm not the only one. No, let her explain. Let her explain. I'm not about butter beans, mate. I'm just not about that life. Okay, okay, okay. Like, mm, yeah. So, and I love a curry goat. I love a curry goat. And actually, so my friend's um, baby daddy, he does like a delivery food stuff. Like he's a chef and he just does this. I think it's called. Plug him. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it now. Oh, deep. Oh, we'll get it later. We'll get it later. We'll but take it in. Name, the name of his, because um, he makes his own um, jerk sauce. It's called Jerky Jerky anyway. Mm. And he makes this wrap and it's made with, um, so it's like a proper like um, roti. Like he makes oh, roti. Roti. And then he puts rice in it, and then he puts curry goat. Oh, you're in killing it, me right and now! And then he puts plant in it. Oh, coleslaw in it. Oh, my days! Oh, 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 Where can I order that? Where's it on delivery? Where can I order it? Can we order it now? I ain't gonna lie. I'm, they I'm, only do it I'm Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Where is it? What's the date today? It's Friday South somewhere. London. It's in South <laughs> London. Yeah, yeah, we're in South. We need yeah, to find yeah. that and get that delivered. No, I'm gonna ASAP. say like I'm I'm an oxtail man myself. Oh, it's but flavor in your ends. That's it. Flavor in your ends. Flavor in your ends. Flavor flavor in your ends. ends. Okay, because right. I'm I'm an oxtail man myself. But what you just described, especially <laughs> from being from Trinidad and the roti, like boy, yo. <clears throat> All right, we'll make it some is, orders. I eat and I'm like, oh. Flavors in your ends. All right. <laughs> oh, you killed. Yeah, I'm really hungry right ends, now. Yeah. I, I'm gonna lie. I don't know. Like the, I'm the mouthwatering. Like I'm literally like, especially the coleslaw and the planting. Oh, oh come on, man. Tomorrow. It's Friday. Yeah, 100%. So like, you said they just deliver it. So is it on an app or is it just like you got to call it? Like, right, it's on Instagram. You, I just have to call you up. You got to pick it up or they do like a drop off point. All right, listen, I'm getting that. I'm not even joking. Yeah. Okay. Are you in South? Um, I'm in South, yeah, South East. South East, but I'm, oh. I'm, I'm close enough. It don't matter. I'm going. No, no, you're close enough if you're in South East. No, South East. It is. I just didn't want to like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's, so what's, what, what's next for, what's, what's next for Kayla? What, what you got planned? What you got coming up? So I just put a new mixtape um, with a friend of mine called Stilo. And um, we basically, we had a track together like this, like like kind of like a funky house track. And uh, I've known him for years. We've been friends for years. And then he was like, oh, you know, come over. Let's come down to the studio. Let's just have a chat. So I went down to the studio and he was like, yeah, we should do some more stuff together. We should make an, a- an EP. And I went, yeah, just do it. And I said, what are you doing this weekend? And he said, nothing. I said, all right, I'm going to come to the weekend. So I literally stayed at his house for three days and we writ- and we wrote this EP, like written, recorded it. So um, it's called Libra Juice because he's a Libran, I'm a Libran. And Libras <laughs> are the best, they're the juiciest. So um, yeah. And it's uh, LibraJuice.com for everyone yeah, listening. You can, go, you can download it from the website, LibraJuice.com. It's not on Spotify or anything like that because in order for us to make it so quickly, we downloaded the backing tracks off, off um, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, so we don't own the licenses for any of them, so we can only give it away for free. But it's a great, it's a great EP. Go and love it. It's Go and so grab it. Good. It's free as well. You just said. Dot com. All right. Yeah. You just say it's free. Yes, yeah, free. Man. Everyone loves freeness. Go and download it. Definitely. Freeness is the bestness. <laughs> yeah. What about, about um? Did I see you off to Amsterdam soon? Oh, I, do you know what? Since um, I don't I, obviously I don't have a TV, so people will tell me what Boris said, or I'll see it online. But since Boris's last um, announcement, all the bookings have come flooded in. But obviously, for like from middle of the year to end of the year, okay. so I guess we'll see how. I, thought, I mean, I, I guess I'll find out what what Boris said tonight 
in a bit, but um, hopefully it's it's more good news. But yeah, so I've got loads of bookings. So yeah, Amsterdam with Corrupt FM. Yeah, I've yeah. done their show before. I did their Christmas show once in Brixton at Brixton Electric, which was no Brixton Academy, which was great. Um, and obviously, I just love what they're doing. I love what they're doing. Yeah. It's almost like I feel like really like deep deep inside they wanted to be MCs and DJs, but they did quite cut it. So they made a parody of themselves. Yeah. And then, so they get to do it as a parody of themselves. But, you know, cause someone told me off once and was like, oh, why are you performing with them? You know, they take the mick out of the, out of the culture. I'm like, no. Anything they're hard. Perpetuate, anything that perpetuates the culture. Yeah. Perpetuates oh. the culture. Do you know what? That's another thing that I'll ask you. But I was going to say, I've seen them. I went to, um, I went to, I've been to a couple festivals and I saw Corrupt FM. And I remember one of my friends said the same kind of thing. He said, yeah, but, they're not really doing it. And I'm like, but bruv, their parody is actually doing it. Like, you know who they are. Yeah, but <laughs> they're doing it as a parody. You think that they're taking a mick, but, but they're good. actually murking <laughs> what they're doing. But Yeah, because um, I genuinely think that that's what they did before. And they were like, they didn't get where they wanted to go. So yeah. they just took the mick out of themselves and created these characters. And ironically, these characters became famous. But they, like, I'm sure that's where it came because they're talented. They're not. There's, there's no doubt that they're not talented. Do you know what I mean? Well, I was going to say to you about the, um, I agree, about the UK um, garage and um, how much it spawned um, loads of different genres. Do you think that like UK garage is definitely like, I'd say the, I don't know, the the, the motherboard for Funky House? Or do you um, think House yeah, was mixed I, into I, that? Because it was a House like, and Garage thing. You know, because obviously House and Garage, well, UKG comes from House. So it comes from Chicago House. Then it turned into like house and garage. Then we got our UKG. And then I think what spawned off of that, because it went a bit darker. So then we went into grime. Yeah. We went into, we had a bit of niche. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and definitely Funky House came off of that as well, for sure. It, and and then now we've got Tech House. Yeah. And, and where There's did- so many derivatives, like like little um, sub-genres, sub Yeah, because I was going to ask you also, do you, was Jungle, Jungle was before or was it around the same time, yeah. Jerkin? Before. Jungle was before. Before, okay. yeah. Before. Yeah, 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 Jungle was before. And then you got drum and bass, and then you got. But you know what? The youngers have no idea, do they? I reckon. Oh, bro. Where it all came from. Bro, it's upsetting. You should do a don't. show, just an education show. I don't think they care, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They care. That's like, true. They don't care. That's yeah, true. but if you they know. Like, they knew, though, my era, we pay homage you. to who's come before us. Yeah, and facts. Way and open the doors. They don't give a toss. <laughs> what, what, are your th- what are your thoughts on the current? scene like and the genres and drill and everything you're seeing what are your thoughts on the on the um the substance I mean, is, there, is there substance so, behind so i just finished a new like so i did finish it before rona kit um but i'd only at the time i'd only done seven tracks so i went in and recorded um another four tracks during lockdown um so i've got a like a new album it's called la rock music volume one and it's um it's all live it's like a full live band because I really miss that. And that's why I really love that new tune actually with um, Addison Pack and yeah. um, Bruno Mars. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. just live and really kind of that's, retro. Uh, that's what I thought. I, mean, I said, it. I watched the YouTube love video. I was like, I need more of this in my life. <laughs> yeah, but there's not enough of that. So I basically did a live album. I mean, maybe now everyone's going to be like, we need a live album because they've done it and it's been successful. But yeah, I, I, I just wanted to do a live album because I was like, I want something that's really kind of timeless. Um, that you could play 20 years from now and it's still hitting it because it's just like it's live music um and I really miss that I think in these genres I I I really don't like how everyone kind of sounds the same I feel like if you mm. didn't know like if, if certain people didn't have specific songs 
you wouldn't even know what they look like. You wouldn't even know who they were because all their voices, like all the rappers sound the same. There's a few standout rappers. All the singers sound the same. There's a handful of sing out singers. Like the genre has become a sound in itself and everyone kind of fits in with that mob with the auto tune and the <laughs> they all sing the same. They all rap the same. Uh, yeah, and I don't like that rap that they do when it, it sounds like they can't really rap. But it's mumble. a style. I don't like it. No, not the mumble one. It's it's like it's like they they kind of miss a bar. Yeah. It's like, no, uh, and and it's like, what? Yeah, are you, are you speaking? Like are you not speaking? Don't have good flow, but it's a style. And it's yeah. like, when did not sounding like you're on the beat become a style? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. We come a long way. Change. It's interesting because we get to see both errors. Yeah, yeah, multiple, yeah. multiple errors. Can you just yeah, our kids? Better, our kids are going to see some. Maybe for them, it's a real art form. It might be like trying to dance off the beat and they're like, they've mastered it. I don't know. <laughs> That's hard. How do you, do you remember we, we did that one time? We tried to. In our it, studio. It's so hard you, to dance off beat. No, but it's when, so hard. No, no, it's easy to dance off beat, but when you know how to dance, oh, it's, it's so hard. hard to miss the beat. Yeah. No, but you're. but the thing is you're lying. Because you'll dance off beat, but you're still in rhythm. Like you're still. Oh, there you oh, go. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. a better way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, you put it in a better way. On your own, like yeah, you're on beat. Like someone, you're on beat, man. But you're off the beat. Like it's hard. It is hard. But, but people that but dance off beat, intentionally. That's all going to change now. That's all going to change now because obviously the vaccine takes away your rhythm. When <laughs> <laughs> we go back to the club, we're going to see that now. It's all over. But what if you what, what what if you don't have rhythm? Does it just make it worse? It makes it worse. It, it, it's a diluter. It's a rhythm diluter. It's a rhythm diluter. Is that your, is that your official art? You've heard it here from uh, knowledge first. <laughs> yeah. The vaccine is the rhythm diluter. Have you had diluter. the vaccine then? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm not taking it now. I, I'm not having any vaccine anytime soon. I'll tell you that for nothing. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. No, we're, all in the, we're all in accordance with you at the same time. Well, Kelly, we're on to, I'm conscious of your time. You know, um, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for it, it, me. it, it, it nice means a lot to, talk to us. To human beings. No, no, no. no. <laughs> we're, we're, like, we, we, we started this journey with this show as well, just to want to keep connected together, actually. That's yeah. why I was in the forum. And then we were like, let's bring in some of the people that shaped our childhood and culture. And, and obviously, Legend. you are one of those. So, really appreciate everything that you've been doing and the love Thank that you've you. put out there yeah. uh, in, into the, yes. into the universe. And um, we're excited to see what's next for you. Yeah. Thanks. Thank and you. We'll, Thank you. We'll plug all your outlets. Obviously the cooking thing, obviously we may discuss how to get it on Spotify and things like that. Yeah. And we'll spread yeah. some love for you. Yeah. I've got an Instagram page that is called what the rock is cooking. So that I put a lot of, what I've basically made another cooking. thing for my, for my recipes, but you can hashtag what LaRock is cooking and it will all come up. Yeah, as well. yeah. I saw the fritters. And my main page is Kelly LaRock. Yeah, yeah, I saw I saw the I saw the recipe for the fritters. I'm I'm gonna be asking for an order of them. What we gotta do, Kelly, we gotta come and set up where whether we hire a kitchen or come to someone's house and we do a video podcast where we're cooking. Like we do like a we like so we do like an interview, but if, well, we can do whatever you whatever meal we're gonna be cooking and film it whilst interviewing. That'll be sick. And make, and make it happen. Are you trying to steal my show? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, but it's yeah, like, no, no, no. We can get all the yeah, guests the and take the pictures of the guests and put them on the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we can get licensed from Spotify and have the music playing in the background yeah. as well. So, yeah, that's, that's a really good idea. You guys sound like you're talking about a really good idea, but my main thing is the food. So yeah, I'm there to eat. Okay. Yeah. 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 When does the show go out? This show out, um, we do it every day. So probably like uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Every day? Yeah, well, we, we, we start like, well, I, I have a, 
right. We'll talk about it offline because everyone listening um, <laughs> as well. But, but guys, before we before we leave, um, please like and subscribe. We do we need, we, we need people always subscribing all the time. Jump up in the notifications and hit that link. That's a question thing. Do it right now. Click below. Yeah, click, click below. Click 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 click. And also, especially make sure the fact you... that we've had Kelly on, who's a big star to all of us, and she's gonna she's a big star to all of you. If you have to do any research on it, and yeah, please 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 make it happen. Also, make sure you go download the, the mixtape and follow um, Kelly on Instagram as well. Yeah, the, the handles are all below. But we'll let you go. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we look forward to seeing you and raving with you <laughs> in the, hopefully in the well future. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See you later. Bye. 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 Bye.